Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Good morning, C3 Noosa. It is so good to be with you all online uh, in this amazing season uh, where we're all changing things. My name's Ryan Gilbank, uh, and I'm just so, so happy to be here with you. I want to send my love to, to the McCudden family and all the leadership team. It is so such a privilege to be sharing with you in your homes today. And in fact, just as a reminder before I start, I'm going to be talking about uh, how to keep relationships with uh, and I'm leaving a gap there because I think with everything, it's about with other people, with God, and even with ourselves. And so it's today's message is about how to keep a relationship with, and I, I believe that there'll be people that you know that need this. In fact, I will be sharing this to myself uh, because we all need help in how we relate to other people. Uh, if you get a chance, press that little arrow down the bottom there, share this, start a watch party with someone else because I believe this will help you in your household, this will help you. In your workplace, this will help you even understand yourself and in your private walk with our Heavenly Father as we go through this. That God wants you to be able to relate better. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to speak your word, to bring equipping and empowering to the body of Christ here at C3 News. So Lord, I thank you that your presence fills every heart, every household, every lounge room with your glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I don't know about you, but 2020 hasn't been the year I expected, and yet I'm encouraged that it's not over yet. Uh, and you might have felt yourself being a little bit stressed or a little more uh, on edge than what you usually would be, and that's normal. That's, that's perfectly normal. What we need to understand, though, is that everyone is going through the same things that we are, that this is a whole new process that everyone is going through. And so whilst you might be Uh, coping well. Someone else may not be, even though they're presenting well. And so I want to share this morning from the heart of a relationship on how to keep relationships with your children, how to keep relationship with your spouse, how to keep relationship with your business and your clients, etc. And these are just simple keys that God has put into normal life that we can expand through our everyday life. You see, in relationships with others, we reach our full potential. It's actually important to keep relationships together. And how exciting will it be when we can actually be physically in the one room again? But there is a, there is a God factor that happens in the corporate anointing of gathering together. That in relationship with God, we will never reach our full potential without other people. Now, I know that could be a bit, uh, Ryan, I don't know. What I'm trying to say is that me by myself, without someone else speaking to me to help balance out I'm going to go off on tangents. I'm going to go off on different extremes because I need that other person. You know, the Bible even says that it's not good for man to be alone. Uh, in, in fact, if you look at any of the terrible catastrophes that seem to happen where there's been uh, massive mass murders, etc., they always say it's like the neighbors are being interviewed and they're always like, man, he's such a nice guy, kept to himself, quiet didn't see him much, didn't speak to them much uh, because there is a danger in isolation that can happen that stops us from engaging, that stops us having to, to interact with people in a healthy manner. Others help us experience the presence of God, you know, and it's God that directs us through other people. It's God that will actually grow us through other people. Don't, don't believe me? Then try and actually get on with every person you meet. I'm sure there's people that you walk into church, and let's be honest, you might walk into church some weeks and you see that person beelining towards you, and your first thought is, ah, man, 
That's a growth opportunity that God has given you to actually expand your ability and your emotional intelligence and your social intelligence to engage and show love to someone different from you. Isn't that exciting? (laughs) Sometimes it doesn't feel exciting, but it's a good thing to have. If you have too much God, you can become too weird. And I don't say as in too much God as in you get too close, but if we don't actually have normal interaction with people, then we don't know how to speak the love of God. We don't know how to engage and encompass the words that they need to hear because we've lost the ability to speak with those around us. Relationships with people balance and bring balance to our relationship with God. There is an importance of it. If you can't love those who you can see, the Bible says, how can you love your God who you can't see? There is, there is so much about how we need to be equipped to be able to relate to other people. And the Bible goes on to say, don't forsake the gathering together as some do. We always hear statements like this after a person disappears that, that there's, they should have had someone around them. They weren't with other people. And so I want to encourage you, the number one thing that I believe is, is the core of our Christian walk besides the Bible and salvation is the actual gathering together of the people, the gathering together of the church, hanging with people. My head says this, you know, who are you hanging out with? It actually helps determine your your altitude. It determines where you're heading in life. I remember back in 2010 uh, at Diggy's Cafe in Wollongong, one of my favorite cafes whenever I travel around uh, to go to is actually Diggy's Cafe right on the water there at Wollongong. If you've been there, you already know what I'm talking about. But we were there and this is pre-kids. I was there working and I'm trying to do some, some stuff on my laptop for work and there was a family off to the side of me with their kids. And how many know when it's your kids, it's different, but when it's someone else's kids, they, they were just being uh, interesting, louder than I would have liked. I was there to have a nice serene moment, hear the waves crashing and lapping on the seashore, watching the people running past, doing exercise, drinking my beautiful small cappuccino with an extra shot, uh, enjoying a bit of banana bread. I'm just enjoying a bit of what, and these kids were just making noise and it just frustrated me. And I remember just thinking, mm, I wish they would just go away. Uh, it was only three months later that I was there with my family on holidays and we were there with good friends of mine, uh, the Pring family, and they had their three kids. We had our two kids, and we had gotten around this table, massive big table inside Diggy's there, and I remember we're making noise, we're laughing, there's all uh, boisterous stuff going on, there's jokes being had, the, the, my wife uh, and Vanessa are talking, and we're just having a great time. And I remember seeing at the corner of my eye a guy sitting by himself with his laptop open and looking over at our table with disgust frustration. And I remember thinking, wow, it's amazing how who you're with determines what your experience is like. That, that who we engage with and, and relate to determines what we're going to get out of an actual season. We were both in the same place and yet experiencing something totally different because of the people we were hanging out with. And I, I need to ask you the question, who are you hanging out with? You know, David stood on a rooftop when he should have been at war with the rest of his army. And we know that he spotted something that he shouldn't have been looking at in Bathsheba and ended up taking a downward spiral that nearly cost him his throne. And in fact, it cost him the life of his son and had throw-on effects through the generations, all because he wasn't with the people he was supposed to be with. He was hanging out outside of where he should have been. 
When David had Jonathan, his best mate, he was strong. They did amazing things. They, they, were, they were overly excited to do things that were good for the country. But when David was by himself and withdrawn from a good relationship, then he went into a spiral. There is importance in the friends that you have. The Bible says in Proverbs 18 verse 24, there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. I have these friends in my life because I've laid the foundations for it. Uh, A lot of the times there's another scripture which I love, uh, which I've been around the church for a while, so I I probably use it (laughs) to justify certain things, but it's it's a simple scripture that just says, to have friends, you must first be friendly, which is a harsh reality sometimes when I look at my life. I go, oh, if I don't have close friends in this realm or in that area, have I been a friend? to someone else? Have I actually looked outside my little bubble and started to reach out and help someone else and be a friend? Because you don't have friends unless you are a friend. There's friends that lead to destruction and there are friends that actually help you. You need to be connected to those that help you. In fact, it's a good thing to do sometimes to actually take stock and take an assessment of your friendship group and go on, I'll still love and reach out to certain people, but if every time you hang out with that person, they bring you down, they take you on a path that is contrary to the word of God, then until you're strong enough to be able to withstand that, then you need to separate. You know, there's, a, there's a power in choosing your friends well. Uh, I think it's Warren Buffett, and we'll use him for this example, says, show me your five, five closest friends and I'll show you where you'll be in five years' time. It's, it's a simple thing that in life God has talked about. Choose your friends. Be wise about who you let in. Uh, bad morals corrupt good character, it says in the Bible. There's, there's power in choosing who you hang out with. Number two, that makes it good to be uh, in our relationships and who we relate with is to be accountable. So who is speaking into your world? Seriously. Who, who do you allow to speak into your world that says that's a dumb idea? You shouldn't do that. Mate, you should talk this way to your wife. Mate, you should, honey, you need to speak this way to your husband. Or your kids need just a little bit of direction in this area. Or in the workplace that says, no, we're not going to do that. Or you should go for that. Who, who do you have in your world that you've allowed that you're accountable to? It's a dangerous place if you don't have anyone that can tell you no. If you've removed every person from you, then you're trying to be a God unto yourself. And that's not how God's designed us to be. In fact, we, we, we need that person that we fall under, that we actually adhere to, that we can go to, and we may not like it at times. We may not like the answer we get, but there is power in being undercover, under protection. You know, if I put on, if I just go out in the street like I am right now and I stand in front of a semi-trailer at 110 k's an hour, I may get run down. But if I just put on a hat with a badge and have a police uniform on and I stand out in front of that truck, they will pull over and stop. Why? Because I'm under authority in that situation. We need to find ourselves accountable and there's power that flows out of that. In 2 Kings 5 verse 13, it says this, But his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he simply says, Go and wash and be cured. 
And the king in this situation had, had a skin issue and was told by the prophet to go and bathe in this dirty river. And he's like, man, i got beautiful rivers back where I am. Why is he telling me to go do this? And his army guys that were around him spoke into his life and this king listened. And because he listened, he was able to get made whole. I'm telling you, you're on dangerous ground the moment you stop being accountable to those around you. You stop listening to good counsel around you. Strength comes when we allow people to speak into our world, even when we don't want to hear it. I used to think that the power of deception is it's deceiving and people don't know that they're deceived. When in reality, the power of deception and, and, the, and we can tell if we're in deception. People who are deceived know they're deceived. Why? Because they've actually shut out. It's the moment that you've decided to shut out the, wor- the words of those that you've placed in authority over you, those that you've placed uh, in, in counsel over you and you've decided not to listen. That's a surefire sign that you're starting to walk into deception when you've removed all the voices from you. True fa- friends will speak truth at the risk of upsetting you. The third one is this, if you want to be able to relate with, you need to learn and I need to learn how to continually forgive. Now for some of us, this is a a bigger mountain than others. Some of you, you've been hurt dramatically. You've been done wrong in the most obscene, terrible ways. And I feel for you. I'm not trying to belittle your experience. I'm not trying to say that your experience doesn't count. What I am trying to say is that for you to be able to relate moving forward, then you need to be able to release. You need to be able to forgive. Because if we, if we do not forgive the past, then we will hold it and drag it into our future. If, you were, if you've had a bad experience with a partner over here and you bring that, that mistrust, that hurt, that bitterness into a new relationship, then you will project that onto the new relationship. There, is, there needs to be a godly, empowered, spirit-refreshing, heart-rejuvenating moment of forgiveness that happens. And you know what? The hardest part with this is a lot of the times it's a decision before it's heartfelt. It's an act of obedience before the heart follows. It's making that decision to say, God, you said I have to forgive these people. I don't feel like it. My heart is hurt. My mind says I shouldn't, but I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to say I forgive them. And you speak the word of God until your heart follows. When we were young, we would play sport against someone, have a fight in the playground and just be mates the next day. I don't know if you've done that before. I even remember having a massive blue with a guy on, on a football field uh, and I thought he hated my guts. After the game, he's come up to me going, that was awesome. You're a great competitor, blah, blah, blah. I still was raging. Uh, but he was able to just switch in. Yep, game's over, moving on. Uh, we want to be like that. We want to be able to just move on. Somewhere we learnt to hold people in. We learned to hold what they did to us on the inside and, and grasp onto it longer than we should. We, we've held onto the hurt, the disappointment, uh, the things that were done that we didn't want to happen to us and we've, we've, we've somehow harbored it and some of it's become our identity. We identify ourselves as I was abused, I was left, I was, I was uh, taken advantage of, I was, and, we, and it's almost like an excuse for our poor behavior to this point. 
when God has not destined you to live in that place. He's destined you and enabled and equipped you to be able to forgive and move on whole. In fact, his word says that his perfect love casts out all fear, which is really the remnants of any hurt, any bitterness, bitterness that flows through us is that we're not allowing the love of God to bring full healing and release us of that fear of it happening again. When we forgive, we build a stronger relationship that has actually been through the press. The amount of times and people that I, I am now great friends with, in fact, some of my closest friends I've had my biggest disagreements with. But because of the love of God, because we've decided to forgive, uh, some of the stuff-ups that I've made or some of the, the mess-ups that my mates have made and, and we've been able to forgive each other, we're now stronger because we understand each other better. There's power in forgiveness. The fourth one is this, if you want to be able to relate with, is to actually rest and refuel. Uh, I don't know about you, but ISO was actually good for me in one regard because it forced me to slow down. It's actually forced me to go, you know what, I need sleep. I need to take rest in this time. I need to be continually doing things that actually rejuvenate because of the added pressure of the season, because of the added uh, engagement. Some people I know in this time frame, it's been hard to be at home even with your loved ones because you haven't had that time out during the day for work or you haven't had that time out during the day for school. And there's been this, and you're staying up later to try and get your time. When in reality, your best time is actually sleeping at night time to rejuvenate. Rest and refuel, allocate time uh, with mates and friends, allocate, allocate time with God to just sit in worship, to, to pray, to read and study the Bible, to allocate time that will engage and refresh your spirit, allocate time and engage that will refresh your mind, allocate time and engage that will refresh your body and you will rise better in relationships. You'll be surprised. Uh, the fifth one and finally uh, is to initiate now. What do I mean by that? I mean, start making those phone calls. Send that SMS. Invite that person to a Zoom call. Invite that family member to do a, to do a FaceTime, something that, that you have been holding off for a long time. I've recognized that there are people in my world that I'm going to be doing life with for a long time from now, maybe even into eternity, and now is the time to, to actually be a part of their world not to draw back, not to shrink back. And I know, hear me out, it's tempting to pull back in this time because we're tired, because things have been happening around us and, and everyone's got something on their plate. And sometimes our fear of rejection, we tried calling them, they didn't answer. We tried SMSing them, they didn't get back to us. But we need to remember that they're busy as us and that the time we might have rung, they might have been busy. Call again. Call again. Initiate. The process. Uh, I know when my, my wife and I started going out over 22, 23 years ago now, uh, it wasn't a, oh, we're just best friends and it's all happening. There was work that had to happen where I had to pursue and then she had to pursue me. Probably she pursued me more than I pursued her. Um, she'll tell you a different story. But we, we both pursued each other. We didn't allow little hiccups to get in the road and now we're reaping the benefits of time spent 
sewing, of time spent engaging. In fact, I encourage when I do men's groups for men to actually start making phone calls, send that encouragement. If you think about someone, send them a message now because when you're in trouble, it's too late to start building a relationship. And I know I've been through some hard times. I've had mates that go through hard times and I've seen both. I've seen the person that's isolated, stepped back, not reached out, not had people, not engaged, not, not sent phone calls, not because they were able to do it all. But when, when it all hit the fan, they were left by themselves. Whereas myself, I've been through terrible times. This isn't to blow my own trumpet. It's because I've been able to learn from other people's mistakes. I'm, I'm continually, even when I feel like I'm being rejected, I'm continually reaching out, sending an SMS, making a phone call, touching base, asking how they're doing, not giving them an hour's long summary of how my life is, but to actually ask how they're going, investing in them, encouraging them, praying with them. And I found that as I go through challenging times, I've got friends that come after me and help me out. It's actually the hardest of all the times is to reach out when there's no reciprocation. And yet, if you'll push through that, it's the most valuable because you'll find that resilience builds on the inside of you and that friendship is forged because people begin to realize that you're actually there for them and not for what they can give you. It's a powerful time. Life is too short to allow ourselves not to be in relationship with other people. And you might be watching this this morning and you may have been through some hard times. Maybe you've had a relationship breakdown. Maybe your parents weren't as good. Maybe some kids are running off in different directions. Maybe work you've been taken advantage of and things have not been, not been clear cut and, and it's just left you feeling, feeling like you've been blown out of the water then I want to pray with you this morning that in this moment that there'll be a freshness that is restored that enables you to actually go out and begin to hang with people with an unabandoned love, that enables you to, to be accountable and, and sow in under a good leadership group, that enables you to forgive those that have let you down in the past and hurt you when they shouldn't have, those that, that enables you to rest and refuel and then enables you to finally go out and initiate greater friendships. Because I'm telling you what God has for you is actually inside someone else. Why don't we pray together? And I, even just before we pray for everyone, I want to invite you, if you're sitting there this morning and you're watching this online and you've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart, you've never started your relationship with the Heavenly Father, then I want to pray with you and enable and lead you in a prayer that will start that relationship afresh right now where you're sitting. Why don't you pray with me? If that's you and you're saying, Ryan, I want to know Jesus Christ, then just repeat this after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son Jesus and for the sacrifice he made for me when he died on the cross, paying the price that was due me for my sin. I receive your forgiveness. I receive this new life and I start this relationship with you. Today, I walk towards you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that for the first time, 
there'll be a, a link that you can get in contact with C3 Noosa. But right now, I just want to pray over the whole church. You know, in this time of uh, uncertainty, uh, time of disconnect in some regards, I believe that God is actually awakening you and I as the church to be better at relating. That in this time of going through the COVID, you'll come out stronger, better and equipped and more anointed than ever before. But if you'll allow me, I'll just pray over you right now. Father God, I thank you that right now in every household and every every home, every vehicle, uh, on the podcast, wherever it is that someone is listening or watching this right now, I thank you that your Holy Spirit is resting upon them. Father, that they are enabled and equipped to forgive, that they are enabled and equipped to love again. They are enabled and equipped to worship you afresh, God, without hindrance as your love flows into them. Your perfect love that drives out all fear in the name of Jesus. That they'll be able to relate with you. They'll be able to relate with their family and friends better. And that they will come out with a greater initiative, a greater heartfelt step towards reaching the loss for you. I thank you for it, Father. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Have a fantastic week, Noosa. We'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.